I hear variations of the same question from prospective clients all the time. What do you need to start a podcast? I've tried to address this with my startup checklist, but now I feel like we need to go beyond the basics because there are specific pain points in the podcast development process that can hinder or stall your podcast before it's even launched. So here are four things beyond the basics that'll get you started. And for those already in the trenches, this should help you improve your podcasting efforts, maintain your show, and grow your podcast organically. Hi, my name is Zuri Berry, and this is Podcasting with Zuri, a podcast about the craft of audio storytelling and how you can use podcasts to enhance your brand. Let's jump right into it. Design for promotion. It starts with the podcast cover art and maybe a logo, but it doesn't end there. Podcasts require promotional assets that come in all shapes and sizes. For example, a video podcast may need a graphics template to display the show name, your brand logo, and the names of each participant. The template might include a title, end screens, animations, and transitions. I have a good example from the Pivot Fund, a client of mine, that I'll link in the show notes that shows what I'm talking about. But here's the kicker. The graphics package will need to be transposed to multiple platforms, including YouTube, Twitter, TikTok, and Instagram. In the podcast development process, I ask my clients to plan for these things and scale up or down based on their budgets and ambitions. But it's hard to think about graphics when you're focused on what story you're trying to tell and how to enhance your brand through audio. That's why I want to emphasize the importance of working with designers from the start. Podcast listeners are notoriously finicky, but they'll give your podcast a shot if you're sharing well-designed assets. But more importantly, if you're working on designs from the beginning, you won't be slowed down looking for approvals as you begin the production of your podcast. For creators and companies new to content creation, it's imperative that you have an editorial process in place. An editorial process includes a progression of steps from idea to publication. Along those steps, you might include things like recording, editing, production, approval, publication, and distribution. An editorial calendar helps here. It also helps identify who will handle each task associated with your podcast. So you should know who's editing your podcast, who needs to approve the idea and the audio and maybe video and who's going to publish it and distribute it. And you should know the timeline for that process. I posted a nice example of a podcast editorial calendar from Airtable, a project management tool, which you can check out in the show notes. Your podcast editorial process should also incorporate how to find inspiration for episodes. I found that the idea creation process is haphazard. Many of us are operating on vibes only. That's not strategic, nor is it helpful if you're trying to improve your brand favorability. Instead, I suggest taking the route of my client, call it a DeBose, who spent time putting together a list of all the pain points her customers were experiencing and addressed each pain point in an episode of her show. That is no different than keyword planning. The important thing is that she had a list of dozens of episodes to work on before she even started. And as she continued her podcast, her clients and guests gave her more inspiration to produce episodes. So as part of your editorial process, you'll want to know how you'll source ideas to keep your podcast going. Some good places to look for inspiration include your customers and competitors, 
news in your industry, research, and trends. And those categories can be further broken down into specific locations. For this new business owner myself, that might look like customer surveys, the articles feed from Bloomberg's audio reporter, Ashley Carmen, Edison Research, and more. I know when I'm looking at these sources, I might find inspiration for my own content creation. You should know where your inspiration comes from, too. Your podcast can be the crown jewel of your content marketing strategy, but it needs a home base to flourish. That's where your website comes into play. A podcast website allows you to improve your brand's SEO, boost your blog, and fuse your other marketing efforts with content, whether that be a newsletter or your social media profiles. So having a presence on your brand site is critical to housing all of that content. And like the design, podcasters need to think about their website from the beginning. An easy way to implement a podcast on a brand site is by incorporating it into your blog or by creating a blog for it. Podcasters can also use their hosting platform to create a website for them. For example, I use Transistor as my host and they provide templated websites. I'll link the Founders Podcast in the show notes. Like it's a good example. But these websites are often limited. However, they come free with your hosting service and are automatically updated as you publish your podcast, which can save you time and money. There are also alternative podcast website builders like podcastpage.io that produce pretty websites and have advanced tools for SEO. But don't overthink it. You just need the basics to get started. A blog for separate episode pages, an about page, biographies of your host, how to become a guest on the show, contact information and links to your work. You'll do well if you already have a logo and cover art to get this done, which is why design comes first. We all need microphones, audio editing software, music, and a storytelling framework. But we also need a foundation to ensure each podcast can launch and grow successfully. Building your podcast with design in mind ensures that you're accounting for the first hurdle in getting someone to choose your show. And much like bad audio, it's hard to overcome bad design. Second, having an editorial process is vital to getting your show off the ground and maintaining its longevity. It's also a good antidote for burnout. Lastly, you'll need somewhere to house all that wonderful content you produce. Why not own it and benefit from the SEO value podcasts provide? That's it for this episode of Podcasting with Zuri. I hope you found some value in it. Please let me know if you did by leaving a comment on this episode in Good Pods or on YouTube. Just search for Podcasting with Zuri. If you're trying to take your podcast to the next level, get in touch with me by visiting zmcpodcast.com. That's zmcpodcast.com. Thanks for listening.